Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Paranormal Journal. I'm your host, John Curley. Hopefully, we got this thing situated here, and people will start to hear me. Let's see. Share this thing live here. Tonight, we will be going live with Ghost Ops Paranormal. And the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society. Let's see. Let's see if I can get some people in here. And uh, so we get this audio thing kinked out here. I don't know what's going on. Let's see if I can get Chris in here and see if she can hear me. There's some listeners here. No, that, that's Sarge. Big Sarge. Can you hear me out there, Big Sarge? Hopefully this is going through. Having a problem here. So, all right. Sarge can hear me. Awesome. Finally. About time. Kind of freaking out here. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Delete that there. So tonight's episode is going to be Ghost Ops Paranormal and the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society. Both on location, live in investigations. Uh, Haps is going to be up in, uh, which is my team, the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society, is going to be up in Dauphin County uh, doing a paranormal investi investigation up there. Uh, that's in Pennsylvania. And Ghost Ops Paranormal is going to be at Hillside Hell House in Clingerstown, PA. That's a little name that uh, myself and Sarge kind of named um, when we first started doing this investigation. Um, pretty interesting case, the Clingerstown case. Uh, it's a little farmhouse uh, up in Clingerstown, and uh, I got this case through the Taps family, and I uh, brought Sarge and his his guys in on, a, on the investigation along with my guys. So it's been kind of like a joint investigation over the last uh, three and four investi three or four investigations. Yes, uh, investigations. So uh, it's been pretty interesting. The uh, the first call that we got was about, uh, you know, they were experiencing paranormal stuff. And uh, the brother had been assaulted by something paranormal in the house. Um, I think it was his first time in the location. And I think he was spending the night with his brother, Brendan, which is the homeowner, and his wife, Liz. So uh, I think him and his, his brother and his girlfriend were sleeping downstairs and they started hearing all kinds of uh, footsteps and noises and voices and uh, they started getting a little freaked out. So they called Brendan and they were hearing they were hearing what, what he said was footsteps upstairs while they were asleep. And uh, they're hearing it like tromping through the upstairs. And, and, you know, this house is pretty old. So if someone's walking upstairs, you can definitely hear it. I mean, you can hear footsteps prominent throughout the house. And uh, we did hear it while we were there a couple of times. And, uh, but the brother was hearing it, so he wakes Brendan up. Brendan comes downstairs. Uh, and they're both hearing it now. So the brother, uh, the younger brother gets kind of freaked out. And he, you know, he wants to get out of there because he's never kind of experienced this kind of stuff. So he wants to bail. And, um, man, he, he went to go out the front door and something, something grabbed him by the shoulder and spun him around back into the house. And uh, at that point, he was uh, he was freaked out. And uh, he, he ran out of the house. He was, was highly upset. And uh, that was all she grew from there. They, they called us, and you know, we came in. 
and uh, we did uh, we did experience things, and uh, we we heard voices, disembodied voices, and and footsteps, and uh, Sarge did see a uh, a black blob. I I was in the room with him, but I didn't see it because I wasn't really looking in his direction. But uh, it definitely made him jump up a little bit. He, he was like, "Whoa, what the hell was that? Something uh, something just something black blob just ran in front of me." And uh, he was, he's like, I, I don't know what the hell that was. It was like this black blob just went right between my legs almost. And uh, <laughs> it was funny because uh, seeing him jump up off of that bed, uh, he he got up off of there with the quickness. And, uh, you know, you're never really prepared to see uh, something like that, you know. How's the sound sound out there? Am I sounding too loud or that sounds kind of freaky? Let's see. We're having a little technical difficulties tonight with the sound. I don't know what the hell's going on. Couldn't download music. I don't know. Podbean's disappointed me here. Uh, but, uh, okay, scary. <laughs> yeah, it was scary, Deb. It was, uh, you know, to some people, to us, it's pretty uh, fascinating. But uh, to some people, it'll scare the hell out of them. Uh, hey, Chris, how you doing out there? Deb's in the house. Big Sarge is in the house. Hundred uh, Yard Chemist is in the house. So, but uh, thanks for joining me tonight. This was kind of like a spur of the moment thing. Wanted to get out here, and uh, I know we had some cases going tonight. So, figure what, what the hell would pop one live. Try to get them on here and uh, talking about what they're experiencing, what's going on in the cases. Uh, just give me a little background of the cases tonight with uh, where Sarge is at and. Uh, Hey, Chris, and, uh, you know, uh, just give you kind of background what's what's going on with the, with the paranormal phenomena. Um, the the, uh, the Town case is really, really interesting. It's an old farmhouse, uh, but it, it has so it has an actual running spring through the house, which is kind of like a conductor to paranormal activity. Uh, this is a, a live spring that runs. The house was built over top of it. It's pretty cool. You get down into the uh, the basement, and you got this really cool freshwater spring just running right through the uh, the house, you know. And uh, so, big sorry sister, getting a ton of stuff already. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, we every time we've been there, we've experienced some kind of paranormal phenomenon. It hasn't sometimes it hasn't been overly active, but uh, it's 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 interesting. Uh, just the last time I was there, we heard disembodied voices in the basement. Uh, we were hearing what, what sounded like children, and then we heard some men, uh, like a man's voice. and But we heard it audibly out loud, which was cool, which is disembodied. Uh, it, it was it was interesting. And in some of the other cases we investigated with it, well, we had a camera set up upstairs, and there was no one in the house, but something walks up to the camera. You hear footsteps, walks up to the camera. And is uh, breathing like into the camera, like like this really kind of gaspy, kind of deep man's voice, you know, like like a breath, like, like it's real creepy sounding, you know. And all of a sudden, it just stops. It doesn't walk away. Like it's just still standing there at the, at the camera, and it's it's freaking creepy as hell. But it's interesting, you know, uh, you know, started, like I said, started seeing a black blob that he jumped up and he was like, whoa, what the hell was that? You know, and uh, just that's just an 
abundance of things that goes on in this house. Uh, and thank God nothing's really uh, affected their children, like hurt their children or touched their children. But it did uh, It did put its hands on uh, the brother, which the brother has not came back in the house since, which is, is really, really interesting. Um, he won't go back. We tried to get him back a couple of times, and uh, he won't He won't go back into the house. Uh, it's... Uh, I guess he's definitely kind of freaked out and he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to go back in there, which I don't blame him. Something puts their hands on you. You can't see it. And uh, he was, they had some pictures of it and he definitely had a hand mark on his shoulder where something touched him. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. I've never been physically like pulled around like that. I've been touched by things in investigations, um, but never to the extent of, of being harmed. Um, Say why aren't you active? Oh, sorry, yeah, he's 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 uh, I think he's having a little technical difficulties there over there. Uh, they're in a they're in a really isolated location out there. It's kind of hard to uh, get reception out there. Sometimes they're in like in a valley in Clingerstown. It's like you go up a mountain and then you go down the mountain and they're like at the bottom of the mountain. So it's they might be having a little technical difficulty getting on, but we will try to get them on here and. Uh, we're going to have Chris come on with us, too. Uh, she's in the chat room. She's going to come on talking about some of her paranormal experiences as well. But this is going to be a pretty fun night. It's going to be a pretty cool night. Uh, sorry about the hiccup earlier with the sound. I don't know what the hell was going on. I had to totally go back out and come back in and couldn't even play any of the music I wanted to play. Kind of bummed me out a little bit. Kind of disappointed with Pod being here a little bit. But uh, 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 they have, so... In my case, tonight, we have a case out in Dolphin County. Um, very, very old, old place where they're at. It's in the woods. It's no longer roads. It's dirt roads. Um, <laughs> a lot of Native American stuff goes on in there. Um, big Native American land up through there, like the Susquehannock Indians and stuff like that. And... I've investigated a couple houses back there and they've all had the same kind of activity. You know, people, you know, hearing, you know, knocking on the front door, they go to the front door, nobody's there. They sit back down, go back to the front door, nobody's there. This goes on and on for all the time out there at, the, at these houses. And I, like I said, I've investigated two houses back in that area already, probably 10 years prior. And now we're back out there again, another ten years later, with uh, the same kind of stuff going on. But this is this time it's getting to be uh, a little more darker um, from from what the client was telling us. They, you know, they're seeing dark shadows in the room, and uh, the son is uh, experiencing a lot of things in in the uh, loft, and he's not really he's not really liking what's going on. So we're out there tonight trying to figure out, you know, what the hell is going on, you know. So, Chris, whenever you want to pop one, just just hit the call line and you can pop one whenever you want. And uh, if anybody wants to call in and talk about something, hey, call in. I'm I'm game to to, to hear anything you got to say tonight. That's what we're out here for. So, it's kind of gonna be like an open chat tonight. If somebody wants to call in, please call in. Do. All right. Let's see if Chris can come in. Got Chris calling in. Please come in. Hey, Chris, can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? I can. I can hear you fine. 
oh, cool. I never did this before. So I'm glad it worked. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Great. Sorry about the hiccup, really. I was, uh, man, I was kind of bummed. I'm like, what the hell? The music played and then uh, it was nothing. I was, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I couldn't get connected. I had to put money on it being me. I'm just not a pro at this sort of thing. So <laughs> no, it was. I didn't get any sound out to anybody. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" So uh, thanks for coming on tonight with the uh, on the Paranormal Journal. Yeah, well, thanks for talking to me today, and I'm glad we can do this. This is great. Oh yeah, this is so fun. This is so it's fun. Definitely better than doing nothing on a Saturday night. Rather be doing oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> That's about all I was doing. I wasn't feeling very well earlier uh, earlier this week. I got that stupid COVID vaccine thing and oh uh, yeah, Easter and man, I, that thing kicked my butt along with uh, a pneumonia vaccine. Which whew, I guess those two together aren't very well because I was not doing very well earlier yesterday and still feeling a little rough today. I stayed in home. I didn't want to get around anybody, so I just said, well, "You guys do your thing, and I'm just going to stay home." Well, so, that's really good. You have a team you can send out and trust when you're not feeling yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, they're pretty good guys. They're all new, fairly new, but uh, they've been on a couple of really good investigations with me. So uh, they've they've jumped in uh, jumped in really well and 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 been doing really good. That's great. Yeah. So so what uh what all do you do? What kind of par- I know you were involved with the paranormal group and uh, you have a guy that kind of goes around the the country doing all these pretty cool ass investigations. Yeah, I mean as. Scott and I were on the same team and we split off from that team and we just work really well together and like my strengths and his strengths just mesh well. We kind of fill in the gaps for each other. So with me staying home a lot, I do a lot of remote investigations um, and I just work in the, in the chat, watching the live um, use abilities to like sense what we can do and where we can go within a location to get more activity and review the evidence and clip things. And he's the one that goes and travels around. Oh, I don't know what that noise was. Um, But he does uh, solo investigations or just he'll travel around and just check places out. He likes to travel as much as he likes to investigate. So it it works out really well. Nice. So he's in Florida right now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Down at what the St. Augustine Lighthouse? Yep. Uh, yesterday he was down checking out. Uh, well, Robert the doll. That's Robert the doll. Robert the, creepy the doll. doll. Yeah. So he did a little live from there, but not a full blown investigation. Just a live so everybody could see Robert. And then today, yeah, he's up in St. Augustine. Did he have any uh, freaky stuff happen with uh, Robert the doll? No, no, not really. Well, I say. No, this could be a coincidence, but he showed up there in the morning to tour the museum and the power was out in town and they had to close the museum. So as soon as he left, the power came back on. He could go back and check it out, but you never know. That could just be something normal, but it was a little weird. But nothing happened while he was at the location or anything too unusual. He he asked permission. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to take oh, his picture and do the video. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, Sarge. Oh, there we go. Hey, Big Sarge. What's up, Big Sarge? Night, man. Really? Our ovulus is going off. The spirit box is going off. I got hissed at downstairs here. I was downstairs by myself. The loudest hiss, hiss I ever, ever heard in my life. 
Um, They were upstairs. We've heard footsteps already back and forth 20, 30 times easy. Um, What else? Oh, wow. The K2 meter was going crazy. Um, We got a spike upstairs on the milligal meter of 350, and then it just disappeared. Wow, that's almost off the chart. Yeah. Um, so it pays you like four hundred, and that's it. And we, and we can't, we can't replicate it. We went back upstairs to try to do it again. Can't replicate. Now we did find out one outlet that was giving us a, a reading, a false reading. But other than that, out in the middle of the hallway, there was nothing. And now we don't got the same reading, so it's just weird. Where was that reading at? In that hallway again? Yep, in the middle of the hallway. Yep. What the hell is it with that hallway right there? We've been hearing footsteps all night, dude. We just started. We watched the football game That's after awesome. the football game was over. We just started, what, 30 minutes ago? Yeah. If that. They're downstairs That's in the awesome. basement doing a spirit box session right now. Spirit box is going crazy too, man. It's oh, early for kidding. that kind of activity. It's 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 nuts. It's we we took yeah, the, uh, the EMF detector over by their, their cat box. They're, they're the ashes, the cat ashes that they have, or they're the cat animal, Norman. Yeah. And it's spiked all the way red. And no matter where we put it at, we took it off, put it separate to make sure that it wasn't something interfering there, pegged in the red. Took it, set it on the table, pegged in the red. It's weird. Wow. Nice. And remember last time, remember when we were here with you the last, sorry, John. That's right. Um, Remember when we were here with you the last time, we tried to do that, and we didn't get anything off of that box? No, nothing. Not a thing. There's just some abnormal readings everywhere, man. I never experienced nothing like this. This is off the charts. That's cool, man. Maybe you'll uh, see something tonight. That'd be cool. Yeah, I hope I see another shadow figure here. Yeah, that. where'd you hear that hiss in the basement? No, in the kitchen. I was sitting down here in the kitchen by my <laughs> Trying to get onto the show right, right like 10, 15 minutes ago when you were live the first time. And I about threw the dang phone across the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool, man. I mean, the last time we were getting really abnormal readings in that laundry room, and uh, we couldn't figure out where the hell that was coming from. Well, we found out the laundry room has an electric line running down below where you were getting the readings at, and it goes right into the dryer. So we debunked that. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, because we were getting the same thing. So, uh, what what is it? Have they been experiencing a lot of stuff there lately out there? He said um, their uh, their um, their cameras have been going off in the kids' room, um, and they've been they've been seeing a lot of big big orbs, you know, like golf ball size orbs. Hmm, I wonder what could be setting that off. And they said something about, I think it was Willow. Um, Willow was talking to somebody that wasn't there. Oh, God. Wow. How old is Willow? Shit. Um, I think like a year and a half, two years old. There was just a real low guttural growl that came over the um, spirit box downstairs. (laughs) We heard it down here. Holy crap. Yeah, the last time I was there, man, the basement was freaking hot. dude. We had a lot of stuff happen in the basement. That's where they're at right now. Um, I got Ghost Bait and Brendan down in the basement. Brendan's filming and Ghost Bait's on the on the ghost box. Yes, that's that's Ghost Bait's favorite. Yep. 
He loves that ghost box. <laughs> it's been producing for us tonight, so I can't say anything bad about that. Which type do you, you use? Which uh, ghost um, box? He has an um, what is it? Uh, SB seven, and I have the and I have the orange ghost box from Ghost Stop. Okay. Both are producing pretty good tonight, and we got it to say a few names, which was cool. I got the old Hack Shack that you made that, that I made from Radio Shack, the old Radio Shack Hack Shack. That thing works good as shit, man. Right, right. That I, I, some, I'm telling you, man, I didn't really think those things worked too well, but uh, some of the stuff I experienced with it, I, I really couldn't explain it. Um, I'm not a big, uh, like, dang, what the heck was that? Oh, that's some. Oh, that's Chris's kids, right? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. They contaminate like, evidence. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell, Charlie? You got kids in there?" <laughs> oh, speaking of that. which, we did get some. Uh, we got a f- couple of female voices, and it's the same female voice over and over again. And then we had little kids' voices, and it's funny the little kids' voices that we heard were the same voices that, remember I told you when Ghost and I were down in the basement doing that session down there and we heard that whole conversation going on? Yeah. Same exact voices. Wow. That's so crazy. Um, 45 minutes into this investigation and it's going crazy. That's awesome. That is great. That's totally awesome. And you knew yeah, I was I mean, talking to you because what, before I was telling you I didn't really think this place was haunted. Oh, yeah, like the first couple we did were, I mean, we heard things, but it wasn't like it was like crazy active, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, after a while, it starts to it starts to get used to you, and it starts to uh, starts to get used to you and starts doing things. So especially disembodied voices. The last time we were there, we heard a bunch of disembodied voices in the basement. I was like, wow, I haven't heard this before in here, and it's pretty active. And, and we were in the basement before and didn't get a whole lot, but this time it was a whole lot. So oh, weird. Ghost Bates downstairs, he just yelled, move something, slam something. And the obvious upstairs here just said slam. <laughs> That's strange. Yeah. So, what, so do you use the uh, ghost box, Chris? Yeah, sometimes. So um, what do you think had, about it? We've had some interesting things happen. Some very direct responses coupled with uh, like flashlight activity and stuff. Um, sometimes it's just worthless. It's, it's hit or miss depending on the spirit, I yeah, guess. And if they want to use it, um, I've had that like, thing work really good in some places and other places. It doesn't do a damn thing. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, it's like hit or miss. Like you said, it's like, it's either going to work really well or it doesn't do a damn thing. And it's just like useless the whole night. <laughs> and, and it's really hard to understand. I like something. I would prefer to have something with a reverb on it let it repeat a few times because it happens so fast and it's sometimes partial words that it's difficult to use. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, John, I'm going to get back to the investigation. If you're still on and. Yeah, I'm going to do a couple. I'm going to do uh, two hours tonight, probably probably about two hours okay. tonight. I'll give you good an update. Luck, Sarge. 30, 45 minutes. Hey, good to see you, Chris. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. I right, see you, man. All right, so we lost Sarge for a little while there. I'll try to get one of my guys on here shortly. Um, trying to get Nick on here. They said they were going to try to do some investigating outside tonight. I said, you're out of your damn mind. That's <laughs> so cold. Oh, my God, it's brutal out. <laughs> I said, well, it's Native American land. Let's do something outside. I was like, knock She's yourself out. 
Man, they're probably not even going to show up. It's that cold. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's awesome. You're out of your mind. <laughs> hey, is so, there a mute button I can utilize on this app situation if my kids get a little too interruptive? Or do you just hang up and call back or something? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. No worries. If my dog might start yapping. He barks if the wind blows too hard. So, um, Usually he's in bed this time, but my wife's out of town, so uh, he's he's down here chilling with me. So he's a, as I said, he he'll, he'll bark at freaking mouse pissing on cotton. That's how you know, <laughs> he's something else. I'm telling you, but uh, yeah, yeah, I got the ghost box thing. I, I've had a, quite a few weird things happen with that thing that I can't really explain. Um, I don't base a lot of investigations around it, like giving evidence to clients, unless it's really, really yeah forthcoming that hey you know this is coinciding with things that are going on with the house and, and names that are associated with the house you know <clears throat> yeah because otherwise you, you really can't rule out the fact that it could be a radio blip that you heard come through somehow and it really has to correlate with something else or at least send you in a direction that gets you different evidence it's not really the end all of evidence yeah yeah i mean um I, even though even the meters like i use the meters but you know for like the, you have the bells and whistles and all the thermal imaging and k2 meters and you know mm-hmm. you get hits on that stuff and it's like okay i got a hit on it um was it something paranormal or wasn't it something paranormal you know what i mean it's like oh yeah you you really got to be 100 percent sure if it's something paranormal you know what i mean you're just like absolutely if was that a ghost or was it you know, somebody's phone. I try to tell people to keep their phones out of the investigations because these things, you know, the, the phones set these meters off something fierce, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, we of- run into that problem with doing Facebook Lives, so it really can throw off your K2 meter if you get anywhere close to it. Oh, yeah. So unless it's uh, doing yes or no questions or something and reacting on command to what you're saying, it could be a glitch from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a pretty interesting thing happen with a K2 meter. Uh, I've had it happen a couple times on different investigations. And uh, we were just standing there, and we were in, like, this little doorway. It's our last investigation. And, uh, man, a K2 just zipped off, boom, up in the red, spiked up in the red. It's going nuts. And I'm like, why the hell is it doing that? I said, anybody get the phone on them? They're like, no, no, we left it outside. There's no phone. And I'm like, why the hell did that go off? I'm looking around. I'm scanning to see if there's anything in the walls. And that's a really old house. It's from like the 1700s. Mm-hmm. And uh, right after that, I mean, I'm like, literally like three minutes later, we heard a disembodied voice like right in between us said something like, I'm standing beside you or something like that. And I looked there every time. I'm like, did you hear that voice, dude? He's like, yeah, man, that was, that was definitely a voice. It was right in between us. And uh, it, I'm thinking it made the K2 go off because I can't explain why it went off. Um, I can't prove it was something paranormal, but it was just kind of a coincidence. It went off and then we heard a disembodied voice at the same time, you know? So did you catch it on anything? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We caught it on a recorder. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's good. When two things go together, it's, that's good. I'd give it a little more credibility then. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, Kim's in the chat room. How you doing, Kim? She's one of our clients too. Um, she's uh, we're investigating her home up in uh, 
Damn, I forgot where the heck she's from. <laughs> Plankville, <laughs> I think it is. Plankville. <laughs> I have so many damn uh, investigations that I don't know where the hell I'm at. <laughs> but uh, her, her house is pretty active. We heard disembodied voices in her house. While we were talking to her, we were, she was just giving us a rundown of the place. And we're hearing a woman voice. You know, we're like, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a woman. Something talking. She goes, yeah, I think so. I think we're hearing a woman. First, we, she had that, uh, what's that, that Google thing or that uh, – Siri thing that you have in oh, your yeah. house. Mm-hmm. She had one of those. Uh, Grantville, that's where she lives. Yeah, yeah. I never and, heard uh, of Plankville, but Grantville, I've heard of. Yeah, Grantville. Um, and we thought it was that, so we disconnected it, and then we heard it again. And I'm like, well, that definitely wasn't that Siri thing because we uh, disconnected it. And uh, she had left. Uh, Kim had left, and Carl was going outside, and he he turned. And I heard him say. Something as he was going out the door, and but I heard another voice before that. I didn't know who the hell he was talking to. And he came back in. He goes, "Yeah, yeah. What did you say, man?" I was like, "I didn't say anything." He's like, "You didn't say anything." I'm like, "No." I said, "I heard a voice, and you responded to that voice, but it wasn't me. I was in here hooking up the camera system." He's like, "Holy shit, man! That was that was a disembodied voice, man." I was like, "Yeah, that definitely wasn't me, dude." I said, "I heard it, dude, and I heard you respond to it. I thought maybe it was her." you know, outside, but uh, no, it wasn't her. She was already gone. Don't you love it when they do that great stuff right before you get your equipment set up? Yeah, it was such a, I was like, damn, we're having all this stuff happen. (laughs) I was like, man, tonight's going to be badass. And then we didn't have really whole nothing. We we had things happen, but not crazy like that in the beginning. I was like, damn it. I said, next time we're rolling, as soon as we go through the door, dude, we're rolling with cameras, audio, everything. Yeah, they know. Oh yeah, there's especially what's in her house is pretty intelligent. She's seen this black thing that uh, came out of the shower room, and uh, she drew a picture of it. The picture is pretty damn creepy looking, <laughs> to be honest. It's like a half body figure like coming out of the shower room, and yeah. it's kind of freaky as shit looking. I'm like, oh, that's freaky, man. I don't like I don't that. Like shower ghosts? <laughs> no. They can stay out of the bathroom. Yeah, her daughter actually got scratched in the bathroom, and. Um, on her back, it was a pretty pretty big scratch. Jeez. But uh, you know, I'm like, well, you know, hey, you know, you see all these shows, and the first thing they say, "Oh, that's demonic because you got scratched," and that could be just the way this thing. Only way is how to communicate is by scratching you or something. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. yeah, they're not the all trying with... to hurt you. No, like I'm, I try to tell a lot of clients. I try to ease them, you know, down that not all this stuff is like the movies. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, a lot of groups follow this movie protocol bullcrap, you know, and it's, it really hurts people like us that investigate that do real investigations that, you know, they're, they're just bringing on this psychosis of there's a demon in the house. You know what I mean? There's something demonic and not everything is demonic. No, hardly anything's demonic. Yeah. I mean, that's something so rare that, Geez, like I said, I've been doing it 20 plus years. I've never seen anything demonic. And I've had some crazy stuff happen that scared the hell out of me. Um, but like I said, you're in the dark too. And when things happen and you hear a voice right in your ear in the dark, mm-hmm. it's going to creep you the hell out. You know, mm-hmm. I don't give a, I don't care who you are, how bad you think you are. You hear a voice in the dark, <laughs> man, that's going to unnerve you a little bit. I, I, I'm a pretty big guy and I'm not scared too much. I mean, I worked in maximum security prisons uh, when I was younger, and I worked around murderers and rapists and serial killers, and none of them scared me as much as I've had things scare me in a haunted location. 
you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll unnerve you, man. I mean, I've, I've been unnerved one time, seriously unnerved, where I wanted to get out of there. And um, like, I, like I could say is it, it just sounded like a voice like um, like The Exorcist, but it was like right in my yeah. ear while I was using the bathroom. I was taking a leak, you know, and I'm like, yeah, this voice, like, it's like in my ear. I'm like, I was pissed all over myself, you know, trying to get the hell out of that bathroom. I'm like, man, I'm getting the hell out of it. Like it isolated me in this bathroom. And that's what the client said it liked to do. It liked to isolate you away from yeah. everyone else to scare the hell out of you. Yeah, that's and, a predatory spirit that wants you yeah. to get energy. Yeah. Yep. And and that's exactly what it was. And that's exactly what it did. And, um, you know, I never really had that happen before. And when it happened, it, uh, it unnerved the hell out of me. I couldn't get out of that bathroom fast enough, I'll tell you. <laughs> I freaking jetted out the door. I ran by like two investigators out to my car. Like, <laughs> like, where are you want us to do? I got to make a phone call. I didn't even tell them what happened. I was just <laughs> Get outside and hope you remember to pull your pants. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I, I might have pissed on myself a little bit trying to get out of there, you know what I mean? But I was like, oh shit, what the hell was that? I think I jumped down like five steps, boom, down to the landing, out the door I went, you know, and I didn't even tell them. I didn't tell them until the next day, actually. And uh, <laughs> they were like, well, damn, thanks for telling me, man. Like, we were up there all night. I said, no, I didn't. You worried about yourselves because I told them. After it happened, I said, no, I told you, don't go upstairs by yourselves. Have someone with you. That's exactly what I told them when I came back in. Because they were like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I had to make a call. I lied to them. You know? I was like, I had to make a call. You know, I'm being all macho and shit. You know, I'm like, I had to make a call. Good. But I said, when you go upstairs, don't go up alone. Make sure you're with somebody. They're like, why? I was like, just make sure you're with yeah, somebody. Yeah, you don't want to freak you know? your whole team out and get their head going in a certain frame of mind when you're trying to investigate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because once you get that psychosis in their head that maybe there's something bad there, they're going to be freaked out from that on that point on. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it definitely uh, can kind of alter your results that you got. Oh, somebody's yeah. expecting to to hear or see a certain thing. It's yeah, better I, not tell you to what, in. I didn't go back in that bathroom that night. I knew that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going back in that bathroom. Yeah. I would say as an investigator, that's one of the worst parts is when you got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because you got to yeah. go alone usually. Yeah. And you're in a haunted location. It's dark. <laughs> Things are interacting with you. It's one of the most uncomfortable parts of investigating. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I know you've probably investigated like Penhurst and stuff like that, right? Virtually I've done Penhurst a lot. Not yep. that one in person. I've yeah I've I've been uh, been to Penhurst a couple of times. I was I went there when uh, Tim Smith used to run that. I don't know if you knew Tim Smith. No, I have a friend that is a investigator there that works for them and does the tours and investigations. And the yeah, I think they had sold it. I think the last group was uh, was at uh, Penhurst Paranormal. That was the that was the, the group that was running it at one time. Uh, at least 10 years ago it was anyway, or maybe longer than that. It might have been longer than that, actually. Um, I met them at um, a haunters convention, and um, I really hit it off. And, you know, I was going investigating with them. And I think uh, Tim, like I said, Tim was running the place when I, when I went there a couple times. And I, I'll tell you what, the place was pretty active. Yeah, it's, it's active. got stuff around, all different stuff in all different places. Such a huge location. 
Yeah, we heard kids there. It was creepy. Hearing yeah. the little kid ghost was creepy as shit. I was like, this it's is sad. It's it's really sad. I mean, yeah. Scott investigated there, and they were coming back and switching locations, and they found wet child footprints. Oh wow! On the ground, and you know, everybody's wearing shoes. It's Penhurst. It's you don't walk Hell around yeah. barefoot. No. And these are teeny tiny little kid footprints, wet. Like it just walked through. So they stopped and they took pictures and uh, went back on a live and showed everybody. And um, what show was it? I don't even want to say, but some show ended up using a picture from that moment on, you know, their episode and stuff. Cause it, it was really cool looking. Um, Does he still have that picture? Um, th- he has the video that he took. Somebody else took the picture that was used on the TV show um, I'd one love of the to see that. girls that investigates there. Yeah, I can send it to you then. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see that. It'd be awesome. I have the I have the video that you know where Scott was, you know, documenting it with video, and they just used a photo on the TV show, real quick. You know, gotcha. as, here's some stuff that we have seen here. Um, but yeah, there's just something different around every corner, and I think that's a really complicated type of location to investigate because if they weren't mentally all there in life they're gonna react very differently than a normal spirit would in death also yeah so I had asked, it's a little um, different yeah and i had asked the people that were running penhurst when i was investigating there um if they had captured any names out of there because when i went there all three times i kept capturing the same name in mayflower uh up on the third floor and it was saying henry Henry, every time I caught it on the third floor, and and the one time was on in Mayflower on the third floor, uh, we were at the end of the hallway, and we heard this creepy ass like "get out," like "get out," I did, like emanated down the hall. I'm like, "Holy shit, dude, that's a get out." They're like, because I was plugged into my headphones, they didn't really hear it as good as I heard it, but I heard it so clear. I was like, "Oh, dude, that's a get out." He's like, there's no, so yeah. many different things there. I mean, yeah, we were hearing mad like footsteps up there, like coming down the hall, and all of a sudden you you know you kick your light on, poop, stop dead. You're like, oh man, this is cool shit. I love this place. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, but I had a place just like that that I did in um, in Maryland. Uh, it was called uh, Landon House, and um, oh my god, I'm still trying to get back into this place. I had it for about five years. It was mine strictly. Um, but I was letting other paranormal groups come in and investigate with me. And, uh, man, this place was freaking awesome. Probably one of the most haunted places I've ever investigated in my life. I've never had the amount of things that have happened, had happened well, what there. What was it? Was it like a state school situation or? Oh, it was this- a Civil War plantation. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely different than Penhurst. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, It was a girl's school. It was a girl's school. It was a military academy, and it was a field hospital for the uh, Battle of Antietam. Um, hmm. And a lot of famous, I think almost every famous general of the Civil War was in that house. Um, the Confederates occupied it right before the battle, and they had this huge ball called the Sabres and Roses Ball in the Landon House where they invited the local women and they had this huge ball. They had a huge ballroom in there and uh, the ballroom was really active. We had a lot of stuff happen in the ballroom. And, uh, you know, the next day they went off the battle, which was the, the freaking bloodiest day in American history. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, super, I mean, super Gettysburg active. gets so much attention, but Antietam Battlefield is really worth going to also. Oh, hell yeah. And it's not this too place far was away. Creepy. No, no. And I'll tell you what, this place was, and it was nothing bad there, but there was super, super activity. I mean, I, this was the only place I ever went where you could whistle. I, I heard this tune one night. Like I, I have it all on recording, too. Um, I was whistling, whistling Dixie, and we heard a response back at the other end of the mansion. And I couldn't make it out that night, but when I went home and listened to the recording, I had a recorder down there, and I heard it. I was like, oh, man, I heard it really clear. I said, I know this whistle was cool. Man, I'm going to whistle it next time we go back. So the next time I went back, it was the next weekend. I think I was there like every weekend for like five years. That's no no exaggeration. Um, I whistled this tune, and they whistled it back. I mean, per Batum whistled it back. I'm like, holy shit. I, even, even the people there with me were like, oh, my God. And I'm like, wait a minute. Don't jump to conclusions. It might be an echo. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm like, let's let's echo, let's whistle something else, some other tunes, and see if we get a response back before we go jump into uh, conclusions. You know, so we're whistling all these different tunes, we're listening, nothing, I, and this was after a half hour of whistling all this different stuff, nothing. It's all right, now let's whistle that tune again. Whistle that tune, bam, it whistled it right back in the next room over. I'm like. It's right next door. <laughs> it's right next door in the next room, right? So we go into that room, whistle it. It whistles again, and it's down below us. I'm like, oh jeez, what in the hell? I mean, everybody was like, I mean, this is there's like five or six people with me. They're like, oh my god, this is amazing, dude. Like we're all like blown away. And uh, at one time, I had uh, Dustin Perry was with me from Ghost Hunters. He was there. And I was doing a radio show. I used to do this radio show 15 years ago on Para-X uh, radio. And uh, he was there. We were doing a live show like this, kind of, you know, doing a live show. And uh, we did the whistle thing there, and it responded back. And, and Dustin was like, dude, I can't believe that. It wasn't somebody else. I was like, nah, dude, that's that's the ghost in this house that likes <laughs> that tune, man. He's like, that's amazing, dude. I've never heard anything like that before in my life. I'm like, me either, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good when you can go to a location repeatedly and develop a relationship with the spirits there. You're just going to get really good activity if they like you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the best way to really get a lot of evidence and try to find out what's really going on. To go to one time and investigate, you're not really going to come up with an answer to anything. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I would really love to actually see a show like that if it was done right. Yeah. Um, where they just followed the same location for a whole season, maybe bring in a couple different groups and see if they get the same thing without talking to each other over a couple different episodes or even have the same group stay the whole time at the same location and just really get to the bottom of the nature of a true haunting. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, I, I thought of that show a long time ago. Um, when I first started getting into this, it was, I got on a paranormal show. It was the haunted with one animal planet. And I was like, Man, I got a freaking excellent idea because I had been investigating this house for a year. Is this the uh, one in Duncannon? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I had been investigating that place for a year and we were really getting into the research of it and and really finding out a lot of things about the house. And I was like, the perfect show would be called something like the Paranormal Project. And you just stay in a haunted location for like a year straight 
and just investigate 24 hours a day. You know, that would be <laughs> freaking amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine I mean, the stuff you would get? I lived in an extremely haunted place for five years straight. And that was my boot camp for the paranormal. Like, yeah, I get scared awesome. sometimes and nervous sometimes. But after living through that, some of the, some of the stuff is just laughable because that was intense. Oh, I bet. Intense. And I never felt like you were like having any alone time in there. No, you did not have alone time. They were always, always affecting you. And um, it, it's just like for years before I moved in, my parents actually owned this apartment and I was too young to even live there. But I used to go with my parents to repaint it and stuff when a tenant would move out. And I was so drawn to this place. And I broke a lease one day and moved in when another tenant left a few years later. I have, I moved out of that place 16 years ago and it still is in my dreams. Wow. It's, it's just literally has this attachment that has drawn me in and pulled me in and it, it won't let go. So it's like a, not a good type of haunting when that happens to you. But like an addiction, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like an attachment almost. Yeah. And to this day, like, I'm still so drawn to that place. And I have dreams about moving back in. And I know it's not my dream. They're affecting me. But it was super crazy living there. So I can what, what, handle some decent stuff now <laughs> because of that. <laughs> what kind of stuff did you have to happen in there? Oh, man. Um, I've never experienced anything like it since. I mean, you would... I, if I were, I had an apartment on the second and third floor. It was a duplex. And I was on the second and third floor of one half of this house. And my bedroom was on the second floor. On the third floor, we had a door we could close. And we had cats. So we'd get the cats downstairs. And we had dogs. Dogs downstairs shut the door. So there's no animals upstairs. And there would be bangs so loud that it would rattle the ceiling fan above my head in bed, like the globe when the wow. light of my ceiling fan would rattle. Um, wow. Bang so loud that it would wake me up out of a dead sleep. Um, scratches on the walls right in front of your face. Oh, wow. Like heavy scratches. Like like what? Like an animal scratch kind of? They had like popcorn walls in that house. It was the plaster walls. Oh, okay. it, was, it was like built in 1901, I think. And my friend spent the night, the one night, and she was just really scared to spend the night there. So she's like, I'm sleeping in bed with you. I'm like, all right. And she's like, and I'm sleeping on the side against the wall. And she buried her face in the wall. That damn thing scratched the wall right in front of her face. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were, that probably unnerved her big time. Yeah, she didn't stay. She, <laughs> she left. Um, you know, there was a guy that was a tough guy that came over that knew it was haunted and started provoking it, and it slammed a door in his face, and he ran out screaming. Oh, wow. They're, they're just very active. Um, I'm just trying to think of what – there's so much stuff that happened. It was one of those houses where, like, the bathroom was down the hall at the hot spot in the house, at the top of the stairs where you would come in to the house, and – did you have like a long hallway to the bathroom kind of thing? Yeah, in the middle of the oh night. Oh my god! And that was that right outside like, the uh, bathroom door was the like energy hot spot, and that was that's so weird, man. That's so weird because my grandfather's house was the same way. You know, when we were kids, we never knew it was haunted. Our parents never told us it was haunted, but uh, 
later on in life, you know, our, me and my cousins all had the same feeling of this bathroom. Like you would go to the bathroom and you would come out and there was a room right off to the right as you came out. And it was just, it always felt like there was someone in that room. And when you walked past the room, like they came out and they were watching you walk down the mm-hmm. hall, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, man, you couldn't get out of that bathroom fast enough to beat it down the stairs to get out of there. You know, you're just like, man, I got to get the hell out of here. And yeah. uh, it wasn't until years later, you know, me and my cousins were talking one night. We were we were at a bar drinking and we were talking about my grandfather's house. And, and I was like, dude, I hated that goddamn bathroom up there, man. He goes, and they were like, dude, I hated it too, man. I was like, there was someone there, man. And uh, we started talking to our parents about it one night as, with a, at a party. And they were like, well, yeah, well, their house was haunted. You didn't know that? I'm like, well, you never told us that. Like, I was like, yeah. no, we didn't know. <laughs> we had that feeling, but we didn't uh, know it was haunted. Are- Kids are super sensitive to that too. They can feel that energy of being watched. Yeah, it, it was it was crazy. And somebody <laughs> said, did, "Did you always look in the shower?" <laughs> no, no, I never looked in the shower. But I tell you what, it was they didn't have showers back in that old house. It was just one of those old sunken claw tubs. Um, yeah, I had a claw foot tub in that house too. It, that thing was like super heavy and. Uh, I remember we had took it out of there when it was it took like eight of us to get it out of there. But uh, I just remember that hallway and it was this long, creepy wooden floor hallway in the inner city, Baltimore. All those houses are over a hundred some years old, you know, mm-hmm. and man, it used to give me the creeps so bad. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, I'd rather go take, take a leak outside than go in the bathroom. <laughs> tell you, it did, I did this? not like it. Where the stairway was located, where you walked up to the second floor, where our apartment was, the bathroom was right there. The kitchen was right there. Our TV room was right there. You couldn't be on the second floor of that apartment without being almost in direct eyesight of that hotspot. So you were always being watched. Wow. And and this was back when, like, all the ghost TV shows first started airing, and we bought a TV, uh, TiVo, so we could DVR our ghost shows and watch them. And yeah, that wasn't fun in that apartment. Mm-mm. You have a ghost once. watching you while you're watching a ghost show, getting freaked out. Yeah, oh, that's creepy, man. Totally creepy. I, I've never really had to experience that kind of stuff. I mean, I I tell you what, ever since I've been doing this, I have a lot of creepy stuff that happens in my house. Um, when I first started doing this, I came here from an investigation one time, and um, I just felt really weird. And uh, my recorder messed up on my uh, my digital recorder messed up with the speed, so I was down in the living room, which is right outside of my little studio I have right here, sitting there messing with the speed. And I said, I want to ask like some questions. I'm doing an investigation and get the speed right. It was going real fast and real slow, and so I'm asking questions. And I just asked the question: Is there anybody here that would like to communicate? And I didn't hear a damn thing. But when I played that recorder back. I said, uh, you know, we're, the part where I said, is there anybody here? A voice cuts over mine and says, yes. Mm. And I'm like, I play it back and I'm like, whoa, where did that yes come from? And I'm like, okay, then. I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, I done brought something home, man. And then yeah. I just started hearing weird noises. Like, I would be the only one home and I'm hearing like banging noises in my daughter's room, you know? And I'm like, oh, shit, man. Mm-hmm. So I go upstairs. And I think maybe the dog had got in the room and knocked something over, you know, I go and the door shut, I open the door, nothing's fell over, but I'm hearing these really loud bangs. Like, 
her dance trophies have fell on the floor, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's shaking the, the ceiling above me, and I'm like, what in the hell is that, dude? It did it like two or three times, and then, and then nothing, you know, and I'm like, this, this doesn't make any sense. So one night, I'm laying in bed. My daughter has spent the night with, with her friends, and uh, me and my wife are laying in bed, and it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I always sleep with the door shut. This is the habit of sleeping with the door shut when I lived in the city. I just always sleep with the door shut with it locked, you know, so I hear three knocks on the bedroom door. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, shit. Like I, My wife is, someone's in the house. I'm like, oh, and the dog's ground. I'm like, oh, shit, someone's broke in. You know, so I, automatically I have a weapon. You know, I go to the drawer, I pull out my weapon. Boom, I'm like, man, I might have to kill somebody tonight. You know what I mean? They're in my house, you know, so I, I load the gun. My dog's going totally crazy. I open the door. Phew, he takes off. He's running through the house. You know, he heard it too. He was barking and ground. And, you know, I, I searched the whole house, cleared the house. There was no one, no one in the house. No doors were open. I, I couldn't explain. My wife was like, what the hell was that? And I was like, I think it's a ghost. <laughs> she was yeah, like, yeah. you asshole, you brought a ghost home. I was like, I don't know. I think it was already here. She goes, no, I wasn't here, you asshole. <laughs> she was all pissed off at me. <laughs> I was like. It ain't harmful. It's just 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 kind of playful, you know. Uh, yeah, it'll knock on the front door. They don't door. stay long. When you bring them back from investigations, they don't stick around too long. No, I mean I have it every once in a while. It happens. Like I'll, I'll get a knock on the front door, open the door. There's no one there. Uh, the last time it happened, uh, and I'm thinking it may it might have been my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law passed. Uh, the last time it happened was about the same time my brother-in-law passed away. Probably about two weeks later. Um, I was just sitting on the couch and Ooh, heard your brother, your wife's brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't like you in bed with his his sister, huh? I don't know. Knocking on the bedroom door. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was kind of weird. Um, but it knocked on the front door, on the the glass door. I heard the, you know boom boom boom, and I I thought maybe it was my neighbor. Oh, this my was neighbor. a different time. This yeah, this was a different time. Oh, okay. And um, I got up and uh, answered the door, and there was no one there. The dog heard it. The dog dog was barking and growling. I'm like, kind of weird. And then like, which was really weird. Two days later, I don't even think it was two days. It might have been a day later. My wife calls me. She's you know she was doing a little side job. She does at my daughter's dance studio. Oops, and, sorry, just um, back. Yeah, sure. I saw that. Okay, sorry. But. Uh, she she calls me and says, "Hey, you need there's someone uh, there's someone outside." I'm like, "What do you mean there's someone outside?" And uh, hey, Sarge, what's up, man? Hey, give you a quick update. Yeah. Go ahead, Jr. Tell him what you. I got the whole crew here. I got Ghost, Ghost Bait, and Country Boy here with me. Country oh, Boy. Hey. What's going on, guys? guys were downstairs they're doing some live evp had the paralyte downstairs had ghost tube running i stayed up here just to try and catch these footsteps on live that we were hearing managed to catch them but heard an audible growl across the room really clear as day wow got it on audio too nice we went down to the basement didn't catch anything down in the basement basement's pretty no, no pun intended. The, de- the basement is pretty dead tonight. Really? <laughs> yeah, I can't get anything down to the basement. We thought we heard some footsteps, and we ended up debunking it as uh, water from condensation dripping, dripping on the floor. Ah, damn. 
Yeah. That sucks. Well, at least you're, you're having plenty of activity. It's still early, man. It's only 9 yeah, o'clock. It's early, yeah, but now it's kind of stagnant. It kind of went stagnant on us. Yeah, for the first 45 minutes, it was hopping. We were getting a ton of stuff, and we got a lot of stuff documented at least. Um, and where I told you that we were getting those high EMF readings and high EMF spikes? Yeah. Nothing now. Really? Yep. I went back and re redid another sweep with Ghost. We didn't get anything, huh? Not a damn thing. Damn. Yeah, so definitely weird night. And we got the lights on, so we had nothing has changed. The environment's still the same. Um, has, has Brendan's brother ever been back there since then? No. No? no he won't no. come back, will he? I don't know. Damn. I'd uh, see, if would, see if he would, but... I don't know if he wants to. Yeah, I'm curious to see what would happen if you brought him back into that environment if, if the activity will freaking blow up. Yeah. So, he definitely yeah, don't seem to thing, like him. Man. What's that? I said, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what's happened so far as to the hour that we started. That's a lot. Ooh, that's a lot, though. It's a short that's bit a of time. Yeah. Like I said, right now it's kind of stagnant, so... Time to take a break and go outside and recharge the batteries, you know. I just got me a Coke. Yeah. Go outside, let the house chill. Maybe you might get some sounds while you're you're not in the house, you know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I used to do that. I used to take like an hour break and then. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The one thing did happen. The, it was in Willow's room, right? Yeah. In Willow's room. You know that plush animal she has in there? Yeah. Um, We got off the charts all the way pegged in red, right? Yeah. Um, EMF detector pegged in red, milligals oh, wow. off the charge on it, and they we moved it. We thought, okay, maybe it's the area that's, and we moved it. Same thing, moved it to another area. Same thing. So we we did the um, one beside it, nothing. One on the other side of it, nothing. Just that one for some reason. Remember, that's the one that I seen move too. Yeah. That we caught on camera. In the rocking chair. Oh, and he said the rocking chair. When you said it moved, and you guys. Did an EMF reading there? Or what what, what happened? Know. It was steady yellow. I thought you said something was red. in it. Oh, okay. So it was steady yellow and it was pegged to red. And it, I tell you, you guys were there. Tell it. I mean, it's the, it was just pegged in the red. Um, Brandon and I were sitting there watching it. It's almost like whatever was making it, making the meter go off, just kind of got up and walked away because it spiked out and then immediately went to, you know, no. No, no colors again. at all, just a basic green, and we haven't gotten anything since then. It's almost like it just got up and walked away from us. And that chair is over a hundred years old. Well, we already know oh, how wow. I feel about things being attached to things. I don't, I don't believe in that shit. <clears throat> is this a place that you said uh, has recently gotten just a little more intense? Is this the place that you were mentioning that about, or was that the one the other teams doing? Uh, this is, uh, the one, yeah, the one I was talking about. It's, it's, it's like off and on, off and on of, of activity. Yeah. We came in here one time, didn't get a damn thing. Then the first time we came, we had ghost bait in here, his first uh, adventure with us. We got a ton of stuff. And then for a while there, it went on. We got a ton of stuff. Then for a while, we didn't get nothing. Mm -hmm. And I guess now you said it's starting to spike up again. Yeah. It's making noises around the house. We heard footsteps. Yeah, plenty of times tonight we heard footsteps, plenty of times, and luckily we got it on audio, too. We got that growl on audio, too, hopefully. Yeah. Wow. 
So you had the uh, Tascam going while it was uh, going live. So, all right. Sweet. Sweet. Y'all an update real quick. Sweet, sweet man. Jump back on later. All right, I'll talk. Holler at you guys later. All right, Sarge. Thanks, guys. So back to my story. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my wife, you know, we had the knocking on the front door and then like the next day, I think it was, you know, she, she was coming home and she said she was coming down the driveway and she'd seen somebody duck behind my uh, trailer. Uh, she said, look like a guy, right? And I'm like, a guy duck behind the trailer? What? So I'm like, <laughs> freaking go upstairs and I can look out my bedroom window and see the back, the trailer, you know? And I'm like, looking out the back, out the window and I'm like, there's nobody there. So, you know, I get my gun. I'm, like, searching my property through the woods. And, you know, they got woods on my it's side just... of the house. And I'm, like, there's, I don't see any footprints anywhere. I said, there's no one here. She goes, I'm telling you, I seen a guy duck behind the trailer. I'm not getting out. I'm, like, well, I'm standing here. There's no one here. Get the hell out of the car and go in the house. You know, she's, like, runs in the house. She goes, you got, like, demons or something in here or something. I've seen a damn guy. I'm, like, well, he ain't there now. And I can tell you that. I'm Imagine scared. what the neighbors think of you. There it goes again. Yep, there he goes. There's a crazy ass ghost guy again. Because they know Never I do the finds anything. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> They're always like going ghost hunting this weekend. They, what the hell is he called me? The, they call me the boogeyman. Oh gosh. <laughs> like, there's the boogeyman. I said, Yeah, you keep messing with the boogeyman. I'm gonna send him over to your house. He said, no, you ain't either. You ain't coming over here. <laughs> I always funny. have like if I do a paranormal show or something, I always have a mover and I put like the big screen outside and we watch the show outside or whatever. They're always like, man, you're crazy as <laughs> shit, man. I don't know how do you do that stuff? Like, it's fascinating to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our neighbors think we're the weird ones, too. <laughs> Had the whole film crew show up for three days and now they all know. <laughs> <laughs> what does your husband think about all this? He loves it. We've been How's into he? it together since we got together. Oh, that's cool. Husband so, and wife yeah. duo. That's awesome. Yeah, he absolutely loves this stuff. And unfortunately, when we got back together, or when we got together, we lived at that apartment. Like, we didn't have all that cool gear then. You know, we were young, broke. That shit was expensive. Sorry. Oh, sorry. yeah. Um, oh, now you can work cussing. That's all right. We didn't have the equipment to really investigate that place. But we've always been into it. Yeah, I mean... I wish I had this stuff when I was younger. Um, but like I said, paranormal investigations was like taboo when I was a kid. You know, I'm almost 50 mm -hmm. years old. You know, I'm, I'm pushing 50. And uh, you didn't talk about ghosts when I was a kid. Oh, no. You know, that no. was like, no one said Me nothing either. about ghosts, you know. And I remember like the big thing when I was a kid about ghosts, if you watched like, uh, I was from Baltimore, so. When I was a kid, we only had like four channels. We had like 45, 20, 11, and 13. <laughs> Maybe channel two. You know what I mean? Like we had no cable back then. There was no cable. I was the remote control. We didn't have remote controls. Well, know, remember so. I said I grew up in Duncannon? We had to have a giant satellite dish in our yard that spun around <laughs> if we wanted to get TV. Yeah, you remember the ones with the, like the, uh, the aluminum full bunny ears and stuff like that? <laughs> This satellite dish was the size of my house, I swear. It was huge. Oh, oh my God. That's yeah, the, the real ones. big ones. Yeah, holy Yeah, shit. not like the direct TV thing you can just <laughs> screw onto the roof. No, this whole thing pivoted and could probably holy contact shit. aliens. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Duncan is an old, old town. 
I, I tell yeah. you, I love I love investigating over there. I don't get many cases over there anymore, but uh, the cases I did have over there were freaking awesome. Just they think were. of the reputation of that area, and then what kind of ghost that creates. And I can I say a, that because I live there. I can. I did a place. I, I wish I goddamn can't remember the name of that road it was on, but I did a case in Duncannon, and um, it was the house was built. On where there was a rev, uh, Civil War fort. There was a fort there. And uh, we went into the records. And there was an actual fort in or near that location. Was and it down kids, by the river? Yeah. Yeah. Their kids seen bodies floating in the river. Oh. And they called us. They seen. They said they've seen like four bodies floating in the river. So we started researching it. And lo and behold... There was an uprising of Indians against mm-hmm. the, the soldiers there, and they murdered like four or five of the soldiers, and their bodies were found in the creek down there. Yeah. They found them floating in the creek, and it coincided with everything that these kids seen. It was amazing, and we did have stuff happening in the house. It was crazy. I was like, wow, man. Like I've never had a story coincide with what a, a small – these kids were small. They're not like they were like teenagers – Mm-hmm. And we're learning history. They were like six, seven years old, you know. Mm-hmm. They didn't know anything yeah. about the history of Duncannon or the Civil War, or you know, they don't even oh, teach yeah. the Civil War anymore. Got a middle school. My house was built on a fort, and I didn't even know it till I was older because we just ran around the neighborhood. We didn't know there used to be a fort there. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. I, I mean, it was. Uh, I was blown away. Everything they said it coincided with that report. I was like. Holy shit, I can't believe that. Well, there's a lot of suicides. They t- we were talking about that. And there's a lot of suicides off the bridge there that went down the river as well. The one where it's where the Juniata and the the crosses over Juniata and um, Duncan. Like, you know, where you go downtown Duncan and you can go underneath yeah. um, the that bridge. bridge right there. Yeah, yep. like in that area. There's quite a few people, I think, that you know took their own life under that bridge or jumped off the bridge. Really? Uh, yeah. And then you have the creek that runs down into the river there. So it was a huge Indian area. Yeah, very, very big. And like I said, they, there was an Indian uprising, and it wound up killing a bunch of uh, soldiers. They mm-hmm. burned the fort down, too. The fort was burnt down, too. Um, that was so amazing reading that history. I was like, this is so awesome. Yeah. It, it is a really beautiful, cool area, but you got to be able to tolerate the neighbors <laughs> and the locals right <laughs> yeah jeez, it's different that's for sure <laughs> i remember when we did the show for the haunted uh we did that case in uh in duncan too that was that was awesome too the house was freaking haunted as hell too and um that's where i mean we were that was around 2010 i think uh we did that i think we did that episode it was like 2010 and um Man, we just had so many things happen in the house. And that was one of those cases that came around like full circle, you know. Uh, we started investigating. We didn't really know much about the house. Um, Laura and Brad, you know, they were newlyweds. They owned the house. Uh, they fixed it up. It was a total beater. It was just a mess. Um, but Brad did a good job fixing it up. It looked really good when he got done with it. But that stirred up the activity in the house and uh, they were seeing <laughs> they were state Brad actually seen the guy. They, they weren't seeing him at first. They were just seeing like bits and pieces of him, like seeing his feet 
And then they would see his legs. Yes. And then eventually it turned into seeing full bodied apparition, you know, right. it was like putting a puzzle together. It's like the feet, the legs, and then all of a sudden, boom, they see a full bodied apparition, you know, coming up out of the basement. And, and that's when they called us when he, when Brad seen the uh, full bodied apparition. Um, yeah. Those houses um, down there, a lot of times are built by the people who lived in them from the day they built them to the day they died and then gave them to their, their kids. There's a lot of attached spirits to those houses in that area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what's really cool about that case is there were so many things that uh, affected the family, which kind of like psychic kind of things that have, uh, affected the family, which was, I don't like saying that, but that's kind of like it was projected to them to do this or do that. Mm. They had a dog, right? They, they bought a dog, a boxer. Beautiful dog, great dog. I love the dog. He, he was actually at my house a couple of times. I watched him when I went on vacation and stuff. Mm. And, uh, they named him Leroy, right? So <laughs> I'm like, awesome. that's such a that's such an odd name for a dog, Leroy, right? I'm like, that's such an odd name. Why'd you name Leroy? And and, and Laura Why not? was like, Laura was like, I don't know. It just seemed like the right name to name him. Like it just fit him for some reason. I we called him Leroy, and uh, we start getting into the research of this house, and uh, we find the owner who who died. His name was, was Bill. Leroy. Oh no, no, his name was Bill, Bill. right? So. But it gets good. Um, and we start digging into history, and we meet the grandchildren of this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, the, the, the grandfather didn't die in the house, okay? He was forcibly removed from the house. He got sick, and he couldn't take care of himself anymore. But yeah. he, wanted to, he wanted to die in his house. He didn't want to be removed from his house. He wanted to die there because uh, his daughter had died there. Uh, her name was Sandra. She had died there, and he wanted to die there. He didn't want to be removed. And mm-hmm. uh, the brother had him forcibly forcibly removed from the house. I mean, literally, the, the grandchildren said that he went kicking and screaming. I mean, they had to, like, pretty, oh, minute, my gosh. pretty much put so him. sad. Yeah, like, strap him down and drag him out of the house. Um, and come to find out that the brother's name was Leroy. Uh-huh. I'm like... Holy shit. It's like all coming together now. Now I started to see the big picture now. Like this, we're supposed to be here. You know what I mean? Like it it was weird. Like I got the cold chills now just thinking about it, but I was just like, we're supposed to be here for some reason. There's a message that needs to get through. Yeah. There's something that needed to, this needed to happen. You know what I mean? And, um, it just, it just needed to happen. And, um, it happened. It came around full full circle, three sixty. It was one of those cases that may never happen again in my in my lifetime, but it happened, and um, I thought it was freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when you're an investigator, but you have abilities, it's really you got to be self disciplined to separate the two. So I I've had some things on like the psychic side of my life that have been really compelling, like that, that have just basically whacked me across the head, but then make me laugh. And I'll tell you a story. My, my husband's friend died two years ago and he had two brothers. One was a twin. The one was a younger brother and maybe even three, but anyway, um, I guess there was some family drama afterwards and um, somebody was kind of wondering who was starting the drama and she had a list of names and my husband came to me. He said, you know, I'm going to read you a list of names. And 
see if you can tell me who's causing all the drama in the family because she wants to know. And I'm like, eh, don't show me the list. I want to think myself. I don't want to hear your list. He's like, all right. And I said, I get the name Ashley. Is the name Ashley on the list? And he goes, uh, no. And then a couple of minutes later, he gasped. His one brother went by two initials, but his, his first name was Ashley. And I didn't know that. I only knew his brother by the initial name that he always went by. And I just had to laugh. I was like, well, his brother, who was dead, came to me. Like, I heard in my head, fucking Ashley. That's how he really? said it. Fucking wow. Ashley. Wow. And I didn't know that was his brother's real name because he didn't want anybody to know that was his real name. It was a girl's name. Yeah. So that that just kind of cracked me up because I literally heard him say it in his voice. And when I say that to people who know him, they're just like, oh, that's him. <laughs> just wow. Like, I don't know. I just say what I hear. I love the way he said it. He totally ratted his brother out from the other side. <laughs> that's so cool. That <laughs> was so cool. I've never really had anything like that happen to me. And uh, there was just so many things that coincided together with that case. Uh their grandchildren, uh, the one, the one granddaughter's name was Lindsay. My daughter's name is Lindsay. Uh, they called their mother Sandy. I called my mother Sandy. Uh, it was just so many weird things that were clicking oh, wow, together, yeah. and I'm just like, it was blowing my mind away. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just like this case that I'm doing with the uh, Kim is in the, was in the chat room. I was well, she's still in the chat room. Uh, I adore cats. Is in it's, it's Kim. Now her name's Kimberly. Her name is Kimberly Ann, right? That's my wife's name too. Oh, wow. <laughs> now you tell me that ain't weird. That's totally weird, right? And and yeah. it, it just it freaks me out. I'm just like I'm like I don't I can't understand why all these things. It's like you're on this path that you're supposed to be on, you know? Yeah, it's totally strange. It it totally is strange. I'm still waiting for my guys to call in, but uh, I guess they're having a little technical difficulties back in the woods back there. Uh, Nick was supposed to call in. I've been trying to shoot him a message, but I think it's yeah. kind of hard to get reception back there in the woods in, Dun in uh, Dauphin County. It's it's in the woods. Uh, but I'm still trying to get them on. I'm going to send them a message here. See if they can jump on here. Somebody jump on. I want to hear what's going on out there. Yeah, the boss is calling. Yeah, I'm like, the what the hell? The I don't even get to freaking go, and they're having fun. I can't even know what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Tell Nick oh, to call me. And if you saw the name um, Love and Death pop up on here, that's the girl I was telling you about that worked at Penhurst. That I knew. Oh, okay. We had a, oh, awesome. we had awesome. a little Penhurst conversation. You missed it, D. Ah, you missed it, D. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I, I like Penhurst. It's all right. Um, I like Landon House a hell of a lot better, but I did like Land, uh, Penhurst. Now, I've got a case behind Penhurst one time, which is really cool. Um, these people went to the Penhurst Halloween thing that they have every year, and uh, they took their kids there. And their kids started seeing little kid spirits in the house. And they had a brand new house. Not like it was like some old house. Their house was it was a gorgeous house. It was probably a million-dollar house. Um, and they were experiencing stuff. So they called us in to investigate. We started investigating. So I stuck a recorder in the 
daughter's room. The daughter said she was seeing a little girl ever since she had came back from Penhurst. So I stuck a recorder on the bed. It was kind of dark when I did it, and I didn't know, but I put the recorder face down with the speakers into the bed and uh, didn't even really realize that I did that for the first couple hours. And uh, I had flipped it over later on in the night, but when it was flipped over inside of the bed, I captured EVPs in the bed. Oh. Yeah, like it was in the mattress. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was in the mattress. The speakers were face down in the mattress, recording, and you hear this muffled voice in the recorder saying, "Get out" and stuff like that. it. Oh. It was crazy. I'm like, "What in the hell? How did that do that?" Like inside of the bed, you know? It, it was pretty cool. We experienced a lot of stuff in there, and they, they did have activity going on. And uh, I had went back to them, and I said, you know, we definitely caught stuff in your, in your house. And uh, she said, I don't want to hear it. And I never even got to give her the evidence. So I was like, damn, you don't want to hear it? Like, it's pretty cool. She's like, pretty cool. I'm scared to death. I'm like, oh, I understand. I said, um, well, if you ever want to hear it, you just send me an email, and uh, I'll send them to you. And uh, I never heard back from them. I don't know if they still had activity or what, but I never, ever heard back from them. Um, yeah, I definitely have to let you hear it. Uh, love yeah, that's death. when that's... you ask them, can I let other people hear it? Because I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I like doing shows with EVPs, too. We have to do a show with EVPs, like some of the best EVPs that we've caught yeah. over the years. Because I've caught some freaking awesome ones, man. I'm telling you. The one that I caught that said I'm the devil, that was freaky. That was kind of freaky. Uh, like, I don't believe in demons and stuff like that. I, not to say, that I, you know, that's just my personal opinion. Um, I, I just kind of find it hard to believe that something can take over your body and make you do all this weird stuff. And well, it's they just. Don't all do that, though. I mean, not every demonic case is necessarily a full blown possession either. There's. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, you know, you're, you're thinking on like the very far end of the most. I'm talking about the most extreme, yeah, the most extreme thing is in final possession, you know. And I I think, Um, you know, with me believing in demonic activity does exist. There's there's a range. There's a spectrum. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their beliefs in it. You know, I, I just, I've never, you know, I've experienced a lot of really weird stuff and stuff that some people maybe would consider demonic, you know what I mean? But I didn't consider it demonic. I didn't have anything bad happen to me or on this level of 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 a demon, but it was freaky. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna lie. It, it freaked me out a little bit because I've never ever had it happen again. Uh, it was in a house in York Haven, uh, a row house too. Which uh, I did a little research on the property. And I did find out that uh, a woman was murdered in the back of this place by a couple of bikers, pagan bikers. And they found her body right behind the house. There was a little stretch of woods right directly behind the house, and they found her body there. And these people that moved in there, I want to say that this little these they had, they had two daughters, uh, a husband, and wife, two daughters, and the uh, the youngest this the oldest daughter was experiencing what what I would say is possible possession. Um, now I talked to her. She seemed quite normal, um, but when we weren't there, she would do these really outlandish, outlandish things that were 
really scary. Uh, I mean, on the on a murderous kind of level, like oh, psychotic. Wow. Yeah, the father told me one time he was in the basement and uh, he was getting something in the basement, and all of a sudden. The lights clicked out and the door slammed shut. Boom. And locked him in the basement, right? And all of a sudden, he starts hearing his daughter uh, screaming. The, the youngest daughter screaming. He can't get out of the basement. He has to break the door down. He breaks the door down to get out. And the oldest daughter is chasing the youngest daughter with a pair of scissors trying to stab her. Jeez. Trying to stab her with a pair of scissors. He grabs the scissors out of her hand and she... He said he looks in her eyes and she just has this blank look over her face like it's not her, you know, and he's like shaking her. What the hell's wrong with you? What the hell's wrong with you? And uh, she's like in like this trance kind of thing, you know, and um, he, he couldn't explain it. And after that, he was uh, he worked a night shift and it, it was it just started, it was escalating, escalating, escalating. And he worked. um I think it was like the graveyard shift, like 11 to like seven in the morning or, or yeah. it was some kind of weird hour. He got home at like two or three in the morning or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but I know it was like two in the morning. He got home from work and he walks by his daughter's room and his daughter is sitting at the end of the bed and there's a figure at the end of the bed, a black oh, figure. Wow. Yeah. And she's talking to it and he's like, he said, I was tired and I just walked by it, and I heard her talking, and I looked, and I thought I'd seen this figure. And he said, I stopped, and I turned around, and I walked back to the room, and she was now facing me, oh. looking at me As like with this, yeah, like, like this weird look on her face. And he said he got scared, and he told her to lay down, and he, he went and got a Bible, and he started reading Psalms from the Bible. And uh, now I'm Catholic. I'm I'm. A devoted Catholic. I've always been Catholic. Um, and he's reading Psalms. And he said all of a sudden he gets this wretched ass smell like death. Oh. And uh, he said it smelled terrible. He smells like death and like feces mixed together. And uh, I'm like, okay. You know, I mean, I've heard this shit a thousand times. You know what I mean? Like I, I, in a lot of cases I've heard it. I've never experienced it myself. So we're investigating. Now we've had all kinds of weird shit happen up to this point. You know, uh, we've seen the spark while lights. It looked like uh, a shower of lights, like it, it made a crackling noise, like like sparklers almost. And we had a K two sitting there, and the K two went ballistic. I mean, it's going nuts. And we've seen the shower of lights, and uh, we're just like, "What the hell was that?" Like, I, I've never seen anything like that since. And, yeah, I don't uh, think was, I've ever seen anything like that. It looked like a shower of lights. It was freaky as hell. I've never seen anything like it. And um, it happened, you know, and we're just like, I'm like, I ain't never seen anything like this shit that's going on, you know. So we go up to the daughter's room. We're all sitting there. It's, it's uh, one, it was one two, it was like four of us. And uh, Diana was with us. And um, I said, and Diana's a devout Catholic myself, like her, like, like me, like myself. And, um, her family is really – her mother and father actually worked with Mother Teresa. Um, yeah, I mean, at first when she told me, I said, yeah, When right. was that? That was that whew, 2012, I believe, probably around 2012. 
the working with Mother Teresa or this? Oh, no, Mother story? Teresa. That was before then. Yeah, that was, man. Yeah, I had a friend from high school that worked with Mother Teresa. So I was like, maybe they really? were at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Her name was Diana um, Irvin. That was her name. Yeah, I'd have to um, ask her, though. I don't know. Her mother her. and father worked all over the world, actually, as, you know, with uh, with the Catholic Church. And uh, it, it was, they were devout Catholics. Um, so I had Diana reading psalms from the bible and um two of the investigators that were off to my left they were like oh man what the hell is that and they're like laughing about it and i'm like what are you laughing about and they're like man it's, there's this like stench over here it smells like like shit you know mm-hmm. and i'm like what do you mean it's like dude it smells like someone just took the shit on the floor or something and i'm like i didn't smell anything and i was sitting like three feet from them you know i'm like i don't smell anything so right at that time i heard this voice and it said like nuisance it was like nuisance and i'm like dude did you just hear a voice they're like no i said did you say nuisance or something they're like no i said you didn't hear that they're like no i'm like dude i know for a fact i heard a voice say nuisance and i captured it on the recording too i captured it on my recorder so you need to load these evps up i want to hear all this. oh i got them and uh i always have a recorder on me i, I keep that thing rolling all the time um so this happens and I walk over to where they're at. I don't smell anything. They're like, it's gone, dude. Just like that. It's gone. I'm like, that's gotta be a sewage leak. Something in the house. There's something up here. This sewage leak. I'm a construction worker. It's something sewage. So I get up, go to the bathroom. I'm like, let's flush this toilet. And I'm going to smell into the sink and see if there's a stench that comes out of the sink. Maybe it's a sewer line leak, something, you know, hooked together. Mm-hmm. So they're flushing the toilets. I'm smelling this one. I went down to the basement. I checked everything. I'm like, there's no leaks anywhere. We go back up to the daughter's room. We're sitting there again. I think Diana reads Psalms again. Let's see if this happens again. She reads Psalms again. And I show you not this thing. It's in my face. Like this stench, like death, feces. I mean, it's really overwhelming stench. I'm like, oh my God, what in the hell? Now I didn't feel anything, but it just smelled like death. You know, I'm like, wow, this is pungent. Holy shit. It's gross. Like, it made me almost want to vomit. You know, I was like, oh my God, what in the hell? And as soon as I said that, it was gone. There was not another smell. I've never had that ever happen again in any investigation, 20 years of investigating, never had that happen again anywhere. And I cannot explain it. I really cannot explain how the hell that happened. Um, it was scary. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about the the dad seeing, like looking at his daughter and knowing it wasn't her, I've experienced that. Like that is heart-wrenching. I mean, I told you we had a couple rounds with some pretty negative stuff in the house and um, one time my daughter was just being so bad. Like, you know, like you were describing that little girl, just doing things out of character, just being really mean. And my daughter was having a hell of a time this one day and she was potty training. So I took her to the bathroom, got her off the toilet, you know, helping her like get her pants back on and stuff. And she just looked up to looked up at me and that happened. I mean, and she was being so out of character. It wasn't her. It wasn't her. And when people talk about those, uh, your eyes just get black. That's what happened. And I mean, it was the most evil look. Like her eyes looked at me, but her head was still kind of down. Oh my God. And we were home alone together. And I'm just like, shit. That's scary. What 
do you do when you're confronted with a demon in your daughter or whatever this is and you're alone? So I hugged it. I was like, really? you know, what else? Did anything did happen? I, it stopped. Really? It stopped. She, she was fine then, but it was just like, how do you counteract something that you know is evil? Whether it's demonic or not, I can tell it's evil. It's in my yeah. head. I, you can't. She had, you know, just this really angry thing going on. She's little, you know, you, you can't do anything and they know that. So what's the worst thing you could do? Show it love, affection. It, it would disgust it. It would make it go away. So I tried it. I hugged her and it left and it never happened to her again. But it was just that one moment where I was honestly terrified because as a parent, that's kind of your worst nightmare that something's going to affect your kids that you can't see, hear, or or do anything about. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's totally weird. Uh, that was it for me. I was just like, all right, we got to do something about this, you know? And it was just, I feel for that dad because I, I know what that feels like. Now, luckily, I never saw anything sitting on her bed. Wow. Yeah, this the, the way he described it, he said it was like, and they had bunk beds, so he said it was hey, well Scott. over the top of the bunk bed. Scott's in here now. Hey, Scott, how you doing, man? Welcome to the uh, Paranormal Journal, man. Glad to have you here. He's um, heard that story before. That is totally creepy. <laughs> it was not the best day, no. Yeah, the, because the way the, you know this guy described it is like, his kid just had this blank stare over her face and like no expression. Like she was in some kind of trance or something. Like he said, he was totally, he was totally wigged out. And uh, he's like, man, well, I, what I, happened with their family then? You know, they, uh, they wind up moving out of there and they never had anything else happen. Oh, and um, I, I told him, I said, maybe you need to move from this location. Um, I said, have you ever had anything like this happen before? Like in another location, and they were like, "No, we never had anything like this happen before. This was the first time." I'm like, "It's got to be this location." I said, "I did find there was a woman murdered at this location behind the house, and she did live at this location." And uh, he was like, we're, "We're getting the hell out of here." The wife was like, "Yeah, let's we're we're beating it out of here." And I think they moved like a week later. They were gone. Oh wow, they were gone. That's fast, and, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. your kid. Yeah. I told him, I said, look, I've never seen anyone. I've never seen a child chase their younger sister with a pair of scissors and not know they did it. You know, yeah. I said, something yeah. is going on. I said, I don't know if it's a possession. I said, she definitely wasn't herself. You know, mm-hmm. right. um, like I said, I've never seen a possession. I've never seen demons. I, I mean, I've captured, like I said, I've I mean, what you're describing is very, and I'm sure you know, this. very much sounds like the stories that you hear. Yeah. That are the worst of the worst. Yeah. Associated with demonic activity. And, uh, but when smell, she left, you know, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I could never had that smell happen again. I was like, so want to experience it again, but I've never experienced it again. And all these years later, it's just like, what the hell was that? Yeah. What the hell was that? It had to have been something. It only did it when you read Psalms. And I, and you know, I hate saying the D word. I really, I really do. I I hate saying it because the movies and stuff have just ruined it for me. You know what I mean? Like these conjuring movies and these doll shit. I hate it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, (laughs) I hate the shit. Yes. And as soon as you say something like that, you think everybody's judging you. 
Yeah, and you would like, think if they brought it up, but sometimes this crap just really happens, and it's yeah, it's like I'm watching. Around. I'm like watching these shows, like on uh, uh, Discovery. I did I did a show last week on uh, the Discovery plus the uh, Shock Docs with uh, Chris Fleming and uh, Dave Schrader, and they're at the Lizzie Borden house, and they're doing automatic writing, acting like complete idiots, and I'm just like. <laughs> This is giving paranormal, real paranormal investigators kind of like a bad name, you know. Um, it, it's gone to the point of you're doing this silly ass stuff for entertainment now, you know. Yeah, it is. It's not real investigations. This is entertainment, you know. You don't see real paranormal investigators going around doing that silly ass stuff. I mean, not that I've seen uh, any real investigators don't do that stuff, you know. And uh, is automatic writing real? I don't know. Like I said, I've never experienced it i've never even had a ouija board work before so i've tried them mm-hmm. just as as, a, as an investigator i want to try i want to see if it works does it work never had it work but i did have weird things associated with it while I, while i was messing with it we would call voices on evps and, and stuff like that while we were messing with it but it didn't move i noticed it's really suggestive like it, the planchette moves very easy you mm-hmm. know so someone could manipulate the planchette and mess with you if they wanted to, you know. Right. Um, but like they say, Ouija boards are the you know summon demonic things. It's really a whole not not a whole lot of difference between a Ouija board and doing an EVP session. You're just using a board, EVP session. You're still trying to make contact with something that's there. You know what I mean? You're still you're still yeah, opening yourself still up opening to a line it. of communication with something. You know. So what's the difference, really? You're using an inanimate object or you're directly talking to something that's in the house, you know, or in a location. In my opinion, though, the difference between the Ouija board and like a EVP recorder of some sort, digital recorder, would be, um, let's say there is evil things on the other side that want to take advantage of people. And a Ouija board is usually marketed to young kids that make bad decisions. Yeah, that's true. It might, they might just kind of catch on and be like, hey, you know, this, I'm going to have a lot more luck catching somebody vulnerable with a Ouija board if I sit here and wait on the side of the Ouija board versus an experienced paranormal investigator using a recorder. Yeah. It, you know, you're targeting like those teenagers that think nothing bad can happen to them and, I really think if want to you, open that door to that stuff. Well, I think, you know, there are some people that are, like, not prepared for this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and they jump into paranormal investigating thinking it's, it's some kind of game. And once they find out it's not a game, it's a little too late now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, like, oh, this, we're doing EVP sessions and we're catching really cool voices. Now we have shit going on in our house. Um, well, now you don't open the line of communication to something you – don't know what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And now you're having activity. Now you don't want to do it, but now it's too late. You've, you've already opened a line of communication. You've established that line of communication. Now you can be in deep shit, you know? Well, and for goodness sake, do not go into a private residence that's having a problem like you know what you're doing if you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Because you're gonna open up that line of communication or think you know what you're doing and just make it worse for a family or something yeah like provoking you know oh yeah going into a house and it has small children and you're and you're provoking something 
to to manifest in the house and man you can make stuff a hell of a lot worse yeah you leave yeah. they gotta live with that when you go yeah yeah that's just like sometimes you go into, into a house you know you, you watch some of these paranormal shows and they're they're having activity all through the whole episode and this and that man you go in the house and not experience nothing all night like you I've been well, in plenty of cases. You would know? watch these TV shows if they saw exactly. what we actually did. It's way too boring. It's like yeah, a fishing like, channel. Yeah, it's like you're throwing the bait out, waiting for something to come bite it. If it doesn't bite it, guess what? You didn't catch nothing all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? It's ghost fishing. That's what we do. Yeah, exactly. In these paranormal shows, it's like it's like I said, it's entertainment. They're there to entertain you. Is all this stuff really happening? No, mm-hmm. it's not. You know? And how do they get like eight to 10 episodes every season with all this activity? Yeah. That's just not how, how it works. No, no. Um, you got to implant the extras to keep it interesting. Yeah. Like if I, if I get into a place, we've been doing this Marietta case and um, I've been there about four times and this place is really active. Uh, it's nothing bad. It is. There's people, it's people that live there at one time. Um, I think they were, they were Amish, um, because we were getting, I captured an EVP saying like, oust, like, and that's like, like a German word, like a broken German Dutch kind of word, like for out. Oh, that is Pennsylvania Dutch. I'm Pennsylvania yeah. Dutch. My grandma, Roush. She says that all the time, Roush to like get away and oust yeah. out. Yep. It was oust. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. It was like oust. And I'm yeah. like what the hell is that word? I'm like, that is, that's definitely a word, but it's not English. And uh, a couple of guys were like, and one of my guys is like, dude, that's German for out. I was like, cause uh, Todd is, uh, is uh, his family is German. He's like, dude, that's, that's out. I was like, no way. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, that's, that's, that's a German word. So then I started talking to the, um, the construction workers of the, uh, the house. And uh, Who were they probably said, probably also Amish. No, they I'm were they were American. I'm no. <laughs> they were American, but they were like, "Yeah, man, we see this big ass burly Amish guy in here sometimes, man. Like he's standing at the window, big ass beard, no mustache, you know, typical Amish guy. He's staring out that window right there, man. And he's like, he said he doesn't look happy. I'm like, well, you're changing his house, dude. Like, this was his house. I mean, there's still furniture in there that this guy made. Mm. You know, he made this furniture. I'm like, oh boy, this is cool." Yeah, where is um, Marietta again? Marietta is, like is um, yes, it's uh, if you go up Route 30, you cross over the bridge that goes into Columbia. Mm-hmm. You you get off there and come up, and uh, it's right there. It's, okay. It, you, it's right. Well, you're in prime Pennsylvania Dutch territory. Yeah, it was a farm. Whether they're Amish or yep. brethren or whatever, you know. It's awesome. I'll tell you what, we have had so many intelligent responses and some of them are out loud like disembodied voices and uh wow it's i've been like it's one of those cases that you don't want to stop investigating it's that good and uh you know i'm asking questions are you amish and and one time it responded maybe (laughs) (laughs) it was like maybe i'm like oh wow and i'm like did you used to use these steps right here uh, often and it's like yes and uh, one time Called it. I had a recorder in the attic. They said they were experiencing stuff in the attic, so I left their recorder in the attic, and I captured this man's voice saying "fire," like "fire," and I'm like, "Why is it saying fire?" 
So I talked to the uh, the construction workers. I said, yeah, man, I caught a voice up here and said fire. He goes, yeah, there was a fire in here. I was like, no way. He goes, yeah, man, when we ripped away the ceiling, there was char marks on all the boards. Hmm. I was like, no way, dude. I was like, that's cool as shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, got I caught- that same one. He got that same fire. That's so EVP. cool. <laughs> that is so cool. It is neat. Just he got that, that one at Trans Allegheny on one of his lives that he was walking through on a tour. And it said fire. And he went and asked the people if there was a fire there. And there was. I guess a lot of people knew that. But I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a fire there. Oh, what's this? Uh, describe 1000. Says no demons. Let me introduce. Let me introduce you to my little friend. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I I don't know demons. I I I I really would like to see a real possession. Just just that it's documented that it's real. You know, I've I've heard tons of stuff about them, and I've actually been involved with a couple cases that were alleged demonic possession, but uh, I didn't see anything supernatural going on. I just seen uh, people flopping around on the floor and people holding them down and they were throwing like holy water on them. And they were basically saying a lot of profanities. I didn't see anything supernatural going on, but I, you know, I, I can't say it's a demonic possession if I don't see anything supernatural going on. You know what I mean? Like I just see them. Yeah, you want to see something other than a person acting crazy. Yeah, like she's spitting on him and like dropping f bombs, and I'm like, well, this just seems like a part of something out of a movie. You well, know, that's so, like, are you just crazy? Or are you possessed? It's hard to tell. But if stuff starts happening that's like paranormal and strange, then you know for sure. I personally wouldn't want to see it though. Yeah, I, no I, 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 I do want to see. It. I mean, it would probably scare the hell out of you to see something like that, see a levitation or. Or something like that, but to document it would be would be incredible. Um, I just, I'd probably would, quit investigating after that. Yeah, I mean, it would pretty much answer all your questions if there's really a devil or not. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is there a it God? Sure is there a devil? That's gonna, it's going to answer your questions. Um, I had one that this girl. Matter of fact, this girl actually made it on a TV show. She was on uh, an episode of uh, Paranormal State. That said she was possessed. And was um, oh, that that I am it was a number. I am yeah, six or I am, I am seven or whatever. Yeah, I am seven or something like that. I investigated that case first. I was Did you I really? Inve- yeah, I investigated that case first. What did you patched. make of it? Uh she was psychotic. You think there was something there was something wrong with her mentally, yeah. Um Yeah, that was a that was a memorable case. And, and in fact her, her parents we're feeding into it something fierce, and uh, I didn't see anything paranormal going on in that case whatsoever. Um, yeah, nothing. There was nothing supernatural going on, and they actually wind up calling uh, Jason and them and Grant and them in, in on it, and they went there, and they said the same thing that I said because I had actually talked to Jason about that, and um, he said, "Oh yeah, man, we." He said, "We did that case too." I said, "Yeah, I was. I got that case through you." Uh, when it, when Taps first came out, and uh, I was like, there was nothing supernatural going on. I know she was she needed to see a psychiatrist for sure. There was definitely something wrong with her um, psychologically. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's it. I am six. That was the one. Isn't and, there uh, like a follow up on that though that she ended up being okay later? 
Yeah, that was the parent Ryan Ryan Buell and them, and um, oh my god, it was. I just remember that the case just like, man, this this girl, there's there's nothing supernatural going on, but she's totally acting ridiculous, and uh, I actually reported back to them, and I was just like, uh, you know, you might want to get involved with this case because I I just don't say anything supernatural to say something that she's possessed, you know, and they wind up going there and talking to her and. I just think she wanted to be on TV, to be honest. I was going to say, uh, like, did you get the impression that they were kind of like show shopping? If they didn't yeah. get the results they wanted from you guys, they moved on yep. to Paranormal That's, State until they... Yep. And yeah. Ryan Buell and them fell for that hook, line, and sinker. You know, and uh, I was just like, man, nah, man, they're not... She's not possessed, man. She is definitely not possessed. But, yeah, she said she was on a lot of shows. She probably was. I think she just wanted the attention, you know. Uh, I just... I knew for a fact she was not possessed, you know. I'm like, this is not a possession. I mean, you think of a possession, you're thinking there's going to be a lot of supernatural stuff going on, you know. You would think. If the the devil's inside of someone, I'm thinking some stuff's going to be moving. There's going to be some some levitation. Something's going on, but I didn't see any of that. And I've had that happen in a couple cases, and I'm just like, like, man, you're from from Taps. You're going to put us on the show. And I'm like, no, I'm not, no. No, <laughs> I'm not that guy, man. Like, I'm just here to investigate, man. Like, if you guys, if this is a real possession. Yeah. Now I'm talking to one client that's, like, daytime, you know, and I'm, I'm just like, like, oh, wait till it gets dark. It gets wicked around here. I'm like, well, why does it got to wait till it gets dark to get wicked around here? You know what I mean? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand. And if someone's possessed, it can happen at any time. It has to wait till it gets dark. I mean, if I hold a religious artifact up to this person, they should be reacting to it, and they're not. You know, I'm holding up a crucifix, you know, holy water on them and stuff like that, and, and nothing's nothing's responding, you know. Yeah, you know, they wouldn't oh, have control to just, like, not yeah, act during the day. I'm like, something would be happening if I'm, you know, I'm saying a prayer to her and she's not responding to it, you know, violently. Or, How old you know. was she when you she went? Probably around 15, so yeah. she would have been old enough for her parents to be like, okay, this is what you should do and when you should do it. And yeah, she coached. was definitely, yeah, she was around a 16, 17 year old. I want to say around 16 or 17, I believe. She was a teenager, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, come on, man. Yeah, do better that's, than that's this. That's just so sad, though. I mean, that poor girl. Yeah, she I been mean, better off with her possession than parents like that. She needed to see a psychiatrist for sure. And, and every investigation I've done that had that, uh, they needed to see a psychiatrist. Um, they were having issues going on. There wasn't anything supernatural going on that I seen, um, unless it was happening while I wasn't there. But I was there on quite a few occasions, and nothing really supernatural happened. And that's what really started making me with a sour stomach with demons. And I'm just yeah. like, here we go, another freaking. Demon yeah, you're wasting case. your time if. Yeah. I'm like Scott and I have done a few been in a few situations where people have been in it for the attention or in hopes of getting on a TV show or something and yeah it it doesn't make any sense whatsoever Um, why why would you do that just to get on a show I mean you're going to have to have some validation of what the hell is going on if you're going to be on a show but evidently not nowadays you don't so (laughs) You can be whatever you want nowadays. Oh, you can just flat out lie about yeah. 
Yeah, you can just be a straight stone cold liar, you know? Oh, yeah. Your yeah. items and get a TV show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No You're problem like, at all. Hey, Travel automatic. Channel likes it. They don't care if you make up the lie for them. That's crazy. That's crazy. That, that's one thing I will never do is do that. I, you know, I was pissed when when the Haunted uh, switched the things around in the show, and I was like, that's not how that happened. I actually mm-hmm. called the producer. I was like, you know, we heard a disembodied voice, and they put the disembodied voice as we heard a disembodied voice walking down this hallway on a video um, in the Duncanny case, but it was so low you couldn't hear it. But we had also heard another disembodied voice in the kitchen when it was just me and Don. We were sitting at a table, and we heard a female say uh, yes to a question that we asked. And uh, they took that clip, and they put it into that clip. And I was like, yeah. that's not, no, man. I said, that's not how that happened. And they're like, well, what are you worried about it for? I was like, because you're discrediting everything that I've done. Yes, your I face said, and your name on that show that they're dragging yeah. with it. I'm like, dude, this is this is what we do, man. Like, you're you're changing the way that this happened. This is not the way it happened. You changed it. I actually got a big-ass attitude with them about it, you know, and they're like, well, that's TV, and that's what we're doing. I'm like, well, look, man, don't call me with any more of that bullshit because that's not what I do. That, that discredits me, man. Like, that makes me look like an asshole. I usually want it. You're the only one that knows it. I said, but I know it, that you did it. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I look like a dickhead now. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was so mad, man. I was like, dude, I'm never going to do anything else with you, man. And they had asked me to do a couple things, and um, I had already gotten them uh, a show at the Landon house with the psychic kids um, doing um, the Landon house. They did the Landon house. Psychic kids were at Landon house, actually. Um, well, where's Landon house? That's in Urbana, Maryland. They call it the okay. silk mill. Now it was a silk mill originally built in like 17. I wonder what kids were on that episode. Uh, it was three of them. Being, if the, any of them ended up being mentors on our season. They might've been, um, I don't. I can't remember exactly what episode that was, what season that was. I want to say it was season one or two. It was one of those. But they were at Landon House. Uh, they spent the night there. It's super creepy. <laughs> I spent many a night in there, and uh, you hear definitely hear a lot of banging voices, disembodied voices, left and right. Uh, there was a woman that haunted the place. She liked to be. Uh, she liked men. Put it to you that way. Mm. Uh, she used to say my name quite often in there. Um, first time I was ever in there, uh, she said my name. I was on the third floor. I was actually waiting for the owner to get there. First investigation. And that was kind of like just me meeting him there. I'm, I was out front. I was like, hey, man, I'm at my landing house. You know, can I talk to you? And uh, he's like, yeah. Just, he said, the door's open. Go ahead inside and, and walk around and check the place out. So I'm, you know, I'm walking around. I said, man, this place is freaking awesome, dude. Like, I'm walking around. It's huge. 12,000 square feet. It's gigantic, oh, wow. you know. Yeah. And um, ballroom. I go upstairs, making my way up. The stairs are all oak and wood. It's beautiful. I go upstairs. and on the third floor. And I hear this woman say my name, like, John. And I'm like, who the hell knows my name in here? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like. <laughs> This is my first time ever being in there, and I hear I hear a voice, I hear a woman say John, right? and I'm like, oh shit, that's my name, and I'm like, why did that say my name? And I'm like, keep walking, and I hear her again. This time she says, come. she's like, come to the back room. I'm like, you heard that? Yep. Like that full I was, sentence? Yeah, I mean, it was that loud. I was like, come to the 
back room. I was like, oh, yeah, dear. I'm going downstairs. She's I'm going right working. downstairs. Yeah, she was there. And uh, I went downstairs and I went outside and uh, he showed up. He said, what do you think of the place? I said, man, this place is haunted as hell, dude. He's like, <laughs> how, how do you know? I said, look, I was only in there like 10 minutes and heard a woman on the third floor. He goes, I've been here 12 years. I haven't heard anything. I was like, you got to be shitting me, man. He's like, no. I was like, dude, I heard a woman on the third floor. He goes, he said, I don't doubt you because my friend stayed here and he heard a woman too. He said, he's seen a woman half naked. I was like, what? He goes, yeah. He said, he's seen her from the waist up. And they sent the kids there? Naked. Yeah, they sent the the kids were there. Yep. Choices. Poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> but the place was freaking awesome. I mean, you couldn't ask for a more haunted place. I mean, I I love that place. If I could have bought it, I would have bought it. But they just they wanted so much money for it. Yeah, there's always like those million. locations that you wish you could just live in. Is that the one yeah. for you? Yeah, that would that would be the place for me. I, I was so drawn to it. Like it was like addicted to it, like you said. I was, I couldn't get enough of it. You know, it was just so much stuff that I seen so much stuff and heard so much stuff. And it was just, it interacted with me so much that I was so used to the place that when I went there, I would like talk to them and I would just have like, I would have people here tonight and, you know, give us some pretty good communication and, and it would happen every time. Hmm. And, uh, it can was you just go one back of those down places. there and investigate again, or did it change ownership? And you, now you it, can. Yeah, it changed ownership. A doctor had bought it, and um, he changed the property around a lot. Um, he put a freaking a Papa John's on the place. What? Um, yeah, a daycare. I'm like, dude, you totally destroyed this place, man. Of what it was, it was so much history with this place, and now you've got you got a Papa John's on it. You know, I'm just like, oh, God, dude, why did you do this, man? And uh, I, I've tried to get a hold of him to uh, investigate, and he doesn't respond back at all. He he won't give me any kind of response. I know he was going to use it for weddings and stuff like that. That's what it, they were doing it for. They had it open for weddings and stuff. And now, I, I don't know. It's not open anymore at all. They were reconstructing the place, and I can't imagine the activity that was going on with the reconstruction. Uh, it yeah. was probably intense, you know. Yeah, the guy that bought the, the haunted apartment I was telling you about from my parents had a construction company, and that's what he does, remodeling. So he remodeled that whole place. It does not, I'm sure, look anything like it did when I lived there. And uh, I, I can't imagine what they went through, because I know my parents had experiences and stuff just painting it between tenants. He, he must have had stuff happen. I, I would love to just send a letter to that address and ask the person... Like, hey, what have you been experiencing since you've lived here? Whoever you are, you know, is yeah. what they say. Because if out of every place in the entire world that I would could investigate again if I wanted to, it would be that place. I mean, I it's just because I lived there for five years and now I want to get in there with the experience I have now and do it again and see what happens, even over some of these like super famous haunted locations. I'd like to go back in there and get answers. Yeah, I would too. I, I'd love to get back in there. I would. Phew, I'd give anything to get back in there, but I, I, it's hard. He won't respond to anything. I, I, my work is not far from there. I work in Maryland, so um, I, my, my office is literally like I don't know, ten minutes from there. I drive by, I stop by there. And- oh, so that is one of those places that call to you, because my own apartment is like on a corner where I drive by it all the time too. 
And I'm just like zoned in on it. You have the same thing happening to you with that place. Yeah. I, uh, you know how I found it. I was, I was doing a job right there. It was a bank of America. Literally. You couldn't see the landing house. You can see it now from the road, but you couldn't then there was woods there and a farm, an old farmhouse that was an old farm, uh, like a barn that was there and you couldn't really see it. But, uh, I was doing this job and we went on lunch break and there was a McDonald's like at the square. And I seen this kind of like dirt road that went back there. And I looked back there and I was like, Damn, look at that place back here, man. That's that gorgeous. Looks like a good idea. <laughs> go back yeah, to the dirt like, road. <laughs> yeah, they were like eating lunch, and I was like, you know what, man? I'm gonna go back here and uh, on my lunch, I'm gonna go look at this place. So I went back there and uh, it, it opened up to this huge lot with this beautiful mansion on it, like Civil War plantation. I mean, like something out of a movie, you know. I'm like, oh god, this place is incredible, dude. It's got to be haunted, you know. I'm like, it's got to be. It's, That's it's why so I send old. a Scott to all these plantations you know? while he's down south. <laughs> they're so old, you know. They're haunted. You, they've got to be. They have so much history with them, you know. So I, I knock on the door, and the door kind of like cracks open, you know, like, like come on in, you know. So I like open the, I open the freaking door and just stick my head in. I'm like, anybody here? And like the owner comes down <laughs> from the second floor. He goes, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, Hey, how you doing? I was like, He's like, Can I help you? I was like. Yeah, do you live here? He goes, no, no, I do weddings here and uh, birthday parties and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, man, is this place haunted? He's like, funny you should say that. He says, he come on in. He's like, so I'm like talking to him. He's like, why don't you come back Friday and let's talk? And I was like, all right. So I came back that Friday after work and we're talking. He goes, you want to do a paranormal investigation? I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, holy dream come true. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hell yeah, I'm all over that, dude. He said, when you want to do it? I said, how about tomorrow? He goes, all right, come down tomorrow. I said, I got to give you any money or anything? He's like, money? No, just investigate. I'm like, right. He goes, all I ask is you lock the place up. I'm like, no problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I do the first night investigation. I'm like, this place is freaking incredible. We're having all kinds of stuff happening, banging, like footsteps running down the hallway. I'm like, Holy shit, this place is really haunted, man. Like, I didn't think it was going to be this haunted, but it's haunted, man. You know? But see, like, like, that is, I don't think, a coincidence. I think you were just definitely drawn to it. Like, yeah. they saw you down the road and was like, hey, he looks fun to talk to. He's going to listen to us <laughs> and dream. Yeah, it did, man. It was, I tell you, it's it's one of the haunt, most haunted places I've ever investigated. And I've investigated a shit ton of places. And, uh, I, there's no place to, and I've been to Pennhurst. I've been to Fort Mifflin. I mean, I've been to a shit ton of haunted places and, um, no place compared to that. It really didn't. Um, I, I tell you, I wish I owned that place. (laughs) I really do. You're not done yet. Who knows what could happen? Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those places. Yeah. Maybe I'll hit the power bar or something and, and, I'll buy that house tomorrow. Or you can I'm get telling it for you. Taxes. Maybe they'll owe taxes on it. You can just buy it for that. <laughs> I Should wish. That's that's basically how they got rid of it. Uh, he, the owner, stopped paying the mortgage, and they, the bank took it. You know, uh, and, and the bad part is, I was getting, uh, I was helping him. You know, I said, "Look, man, I can help you." He was having financial issues with it. You know, and I said, "I can help you, man." I said, "We get this on a paranormal uh, network." Man, you can have every paranormal group from the country being here investigating this place, and and you can make some money off of it, you know. And and we'll help uh, 
give you money to get this place restored, you know, because it needed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, not like the, the the place was falling down, but it needed some restoration for sure. Right. And yeah, um, so a lot of money goes into those old places to keep them from falling apart. Yeah, I mean the place was so it had Civil War writings on the wall from the soldiers. It was still there. Oh, it's still there to this day. Um, very awesome. I mean, you see it, you're like, wow, this is like drawings from 150 years ago. You know, yeah, you're like, holy it's shit, really this cool is crazy. to imagine what it was like then yeah i mean people they, walking through it yeah they basically took charcoal out of the fire and drew a picture of um of um jeb stewart there's confederates did they drew a picture of jeb stewart and then they drew a picture of uh davis on the wall and uh yeah and then the uh after the battle the union soldiers took over the uh landing house and they seen what the Confederates had done. So they drew a big-ass picture of Abraham Lincoln's head. They drew a picture yeah. of Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And they all signed it, the 155th Pennsylvania Volunteers. And their names are signed on the wall. Oh, it was the union that I was like, oh, no, what did yep. the Confederates do to Lincoln on the wall? <laughs> they, didn't, they came in afterwards, but the, the, Confed, the union seen what the Confederates had did. And they they drew a big picture of Abraham Lincoln. That's- Something you should just kind of like cover up with plexiglass and frame out in a place and keep it that way forever. Yeah, he did. He did. He wound up putting uh, plexiglass on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's really cool. It's freaking awesome. You have to see it, you know, in person, but it's wow, man. It's and it's got the old parlor, um, you know, they're sliding uh, pocket doors. Mm -hmm. It's got the pocket doors in there. I mean, oh, God, place is incredible. If I can ever get back in there, you guys are with me. We're going. Absolutely. I'd love to see that. And you're going to hear this guy whistle. You're going to shit. <laughs> oh, that's the whistle place, too? That's Same that's place. the whistle place. Yeah, this guy, they love this whistle. The whistle went just like this. That was the whistle. That's the only tune this thing will whistle back, and it whistles it back verbatim every time. That's a shame you can't get back in there and you're so drawn to it. Oh, I'm telling you. You know the feeling. It sucks. Yeah, it's like these things, man, they get you. Mm-hmm. They they reel you in, you know, and you're just like, you can't get enough of it. When you get that kind of place, it's just like almost like you're possessed to go back there. You know what I mean? It is, it is an addiction. It is. It's totally crazy. Um, but you got Scott. He's going all over the country, right? Or How far has he uh, traveled to? Well, he's in. He's in the chat right now. Um, oh, you want to come in, chat? Uh, to the, to the, uh, he doesn't have headphones, I don't think. But if he can make it work with his phone, he can tell the story where yeah, all he's I mean, been. All he's got to do is plug in like a little set of earbuds or something. I think I don't stop think he has reverb. that. Ah, crap. Definitely like to hear some of his stories. But um, he's going from where he lives out towards Philly. He went west over all the way to Oklahoma. Wow. And then down to Texas. And then from Texas went to New Orleans and drove the coastline for the Gulf over to Florida. And then he went down the Gulf Coast of Florida to Key West to see Robert. And now he's working up the East Coast of Florida on his way back. So, Scott, did you have anything uh, weird with Robert happen to you? Any kind of weird feelings or anything? Let's see if he puts it in the chat. Yeah, told I'd like to see Robert. Sick. Did he? Point. felt really sick. 
guess they get a stomach. I, I watched a uh, a documentary with uh, David Sparrow, the do- the uh, the man who married um, Ed and Lorraine Warren's daughter. Oh, Tony He's, Sparrow. Tony Sparrow, yeah. Uh, and he was talking about the uh, the Annabelle doll, and um, someone he came in there and challenged the doll, and they died like ten minutes later or something, wrecked on a motorcycle or something like that. Yeah, and, that's the main story they tell about her. Yeah, uh, and then I was watching. He he used to do that thing. What was it called? The psychic uh, hit some show. Uh, shit, that was the name of that show. The psychic, uh, the psychic hour or something like that. And Ed Lorraine used to be on it, and Ed, Ed and um, Lorraine Warren used to be on it, and they were talking about if you challenge this doll, it could take up to six months before it kills you. And I'm like. Well, dude, you could die walking out of there. You could have a heart attack and die. That doesn't mean something demonic made you die. You know what I mean? Or that a demonic thing in the doll. Yeah. I don't know. They just had a party that they invited a bunch of people to and plop Annabelle in the middle of it. If she's that damn lethal, why would you do that? Yeah. I don't know. doesn't make sense to me. No. That just... I don't know. They should have, have a what a a priest or something like that. Uh, bless it every day or something like that. I don't know how often, but <laughs> I I don't. I just don't see that. Uh, trying to get There's, Nick one here. If only one person's died, if all the people that have been around Annabelle, that's just odds. That's that's. I don't know. That's just math. Yeah. It was just an unfortunate situation that you can't necessarily say a demon did it. No, I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't say that a demon did that. I mean, he wrecked on a motorcycle. Yeah. People he was a young guy. Yeah, people die on motorcycles every day. I mean, I just driving... need a little more proof, a little more evidence that that was the cause of it. Yeah. Before I, I mean, believe it. The Warrens were quick to get on television with things, too. Um, yeah. I mean, really quick. Like they wanted that to be in the spotlight, you know. Um, so I don't know how much of the stuff, that, some of the stuff that I've watched that they've encountered was like incredible, you know. It's like tables moving, things levitating. I've yet to see shit like that in an investigation. I'm waiting. Uh, yet to see a table lift off the ground, or you know. I, no, see I some thought papers. I saw it the other day, but my, apparently my husband rearranged things when I didn't know it. And I'm like, what happened here? It was just me. <laughs> but what does Scott say? What does Scott say here? He said, uh, he's sitting in the parking lot of St. Augustine Lighthouse right now. And he was hanging around Robert after he walked through the museum. And all of a sudden he got nauseous, started sweating, and he left. He thinks 